Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now, let's dig in. When Lori Vallow and Alex Cox's brother, Adam Cox, was interviewed by Chandler Police after Charles Vallow's death on July 11th of 2019, Adam told them his theory as to how and why this incident occurred. By the way, Adam told the police that he was closer to Lori than any of his other siblings before she started getting into all the preparing the people slash doomsday stuff. So Adam was closer to Lori than Alex was before Chad Daybell came into the picture. Adam said that Lori doesn't believe she can die, that she truly believes she's immortal and basically bulletproof. He said death doesn't really mean anything to her. Could that explain why she doesn't bawl her eyes out when people mention her children's deaths? I know she cried a little today when her son Colby was on the stand, but I don't think anyone has seen Lori truly sobbing over Tylee and JJ's deaths. Back to Adam Cox. My feelings are that he's the most solid authority on all things Lori Vallow. I also find him to be the one and only voice of reason in Lori's birth family. Alex was clearly Fifty Shades of Cray Cray. That's obvious. Lori's sister Summer and her mother Janice didn't engender my confidence either when they were on TV while Tylee and JJ were missing and they were telling the reporter that Lori would never hurt the children when they had to have seen her erratic behavior in the months leading up to Charles Vallow's death. All she'd need to do was show proof that the kids are alive and are well. Can you understand why she's refusing to do that? You know, it seems simple. It did to me. Janice Cox is Lori Vallow's mother. She says she doesn't understand all of the reasons for Lori's actions. But she doesn't believe her daughter could have gone from doting mother to cold-blooded child killer. All I know is the woman that she is. I did not see any great change in Lori. Have you asked your sister where the kids are? No. I've talked to her a couple of times. Uh, Summer Shiflet is Lori's sister. She says Lori has spoken to her from jail. And she said to me, you know me and you know I've always taken care of my kids. Maybe Summer and Janice really didn't know what Lori was capable of, but something doesn't feel right for me with them. Why wouldn't Summer ask her sister to tell her where Tylee and JJ were? And how could Janice say she didn't see any big changes in Lori prior to this? Charles Vallow was raising red flags all over the place for the whole family, telling them the crazy things Lori was saying and doing. I believe Adam Cox will be called to testify and will be a key witness who can help the prosecution prove their case because A, 
Adam told the Chandler police exactly what everyone seems to now believe really happened with Charles Vallow on the day he died, and that is that Lori and Alex allegedly conspired and lured Charles to the house that morning for the express purpose of doing him in, that there likely was never an argument between Charles and Lori and Alex. Adam also told the police that Tylee had to have known something that morning, and I have to agree. I think Tylee was privy to the plan, and I think she was coached on this whole baseball bat story. Surely Tylee saw and heard what happened that morning. If she did, and if she was made privy to Lori and Alex's dark plan, I can only say once again, poor Tylee. She was exposed to things that must have inflicted incredible psychological damage. To have the adult who's in charge of your care roping you in to a homicide is as criminal as what was ultimately done to Tylee and JJ. In her interview with police after Charles' death, there's footage of Tylee sitting alone in the room, waiting for the officer to come in. She fidgets in her chair, and then she carefully cracks each one of her fingers and her toes. Take a look. To me, Tylee looks downtrodden, anxious, of course, and naturally, and this cracking of fingers and toes seems like a way for her to self-soothe. Some people cut themselves to self-soothe, others pick at their skin until it's bloody and shredded. There are even people who pluck out strands of their hair one by one until an entire part of their scalp is bare. Tylee could not have lived with Lori as her mother and not have been a nervous wreck, in my opinion. Adam supported his theory about Charles' death by telling the police that Alex took the week off when Charles died and that he was staying at Lori's house even though he lived close enough to stay at his own home. Adam stated that whenever Alex previously took a week off, he would always travel to Colombia for a vacation where he paid women to perform intimate acts. So for Alex to take the week off and to spend the night at Lori's house were strategic moves to ensure Alex was at the house early that morning 
when Charles came to pick JJ up for school. And B, Adam is also a key witness because he told the police that Lori and Alex had conspired once before to take another person's life years earlier, and that was Lori's third husband, Joe Ryan. Listen to what Adam told the Chandler police about Alex and Lori and Joe Ryan. If they don't email each other or text each other or they just plan this out by just talking, I don't know. But there's there's got to be somewhere where they've talked this through because Lori and Alex planned Joe's death. And Joe, Lori found out that Joe molested her kids, supposedly, and Alex got upset, and Al said, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of him. And then they planned out how they were going to kill Joe. And, and Al was going to taser him, throw him in the trunk, and take him out to a field and shoot him, and then bury him. Well, Al went to taser him, and it didn't work, and Joe called the cops, and Al went to jail for 12 months. So there's something, there's something with Lori and Alex. If Lori and Alex were capable of plotting to do in Joe Ryan, even if they weren't successful during that tasering incident, and if they plotted to do in Charles Vallow, then it's safe to say they were capable of conspiring as well to get rid of Tylee and J.J., and maybe even Tammy, too. I think it will be hard for Adam to speak against his sister in court because he loves her and family is family, but if he does, I think he will be a powerful witness. By the way, I'm not convinced that Chad Daybell got his own hands dirty, even if he was home with Tammy when she died. I think Chad conspired with Lori and Alex in all three deaths, but I think Alex was the guy who used his hands to do the dirty work. Just my opinion, I'm speculating. Per Adam, Lori suddenly cut him out of her life when he dared to express concern over the claims she was making claims such as that she was married to the angel Moroni, that she saw and spoke to Jesus in the temple, Adam told Lori that he found this stuff alarming, and Lori replied by saying, you think I'm crazy. The next thing Adam knew, he was completely cut out of Lori's life. She stopped talking to him. Adam also told the police that for Charles' death, Lori must have convinced Alex that Charles was the dark spirit named Ned Schneider, and then she likely prodded Alex into harming Charles to get rid of the zombie she said was inhabiting his body. Adam also stated what others have said about Alex, and that is that Alex believed whatever Lori told him. And one of the reasons Alex liked hearing what Lori had to say was that she told him that even if he sinned in this lifetime, all he needed was a body and he'd be forgiven and he'd get into paradise, I guess. Both Lori's best friend, Melanie Gibb, and Alex Cox's wife of 13 days, Zulema Pastinas, also stated that Alex believed whatever Lori told him. And in the end, I think Alex was used by Lori 
to be her and Chad's fall guy. Adam also told the police the following. One, that after Charles was killed, no one in the family, not Lori, not Alex, not their parents, Janice and Barry Cox, not Tylee, no one called him to tell him that Charles was dead. Nor did anyone tell him how Charles had died. Adam said he only learned of Charles' death after a friend of his googled Charles' name and a newspaper article came up about the shooting. By the way, Adam also said that Charles was extremely generous with Lori's family and that he even bought her parents a car. Two, Adam also said that he saw Tylee at his mother and father's house right after Charles died, and Tylee was very quiet and not talking to him. After Tylee left, Adam's mother, Janice, yelled at him for not speaking to Tylee, and Adam replied, Charles is dead, and no one is talking about it. End quote. Janice was highly vexed and told Adam to get his stuff and to get out of her house. Three, Adam also said that when he expressed his alarm over Lori's behavior to Barry and Janice, they said, well, Lori is disconnected from reality, but that's the only reality she can live in, and she's not hurting anybody, end quote. Oh boy, oh boy, did they get that wrong, in my opinion. Four, Adam also told the police that Charles Vallow had expressed to him that Lori was destroying other people's lives and she needed to be stopped. Charles told Adam that Lori was messing up her niece, Melanie Boudreaux's life. Adam relayed that Charles had said that Lori told Melanie that her husband Brandon was gay, and apparently this was a big part of Melanie suddenly divorcing Brandon, the father of her four children. Let me just say that I believe this story was all made up. I doubt there's any truth to Brandon being gay. Even if it, he was, it wouldn't matter to me. I'm not saying it because of that. I'm saying I think Lori made it up, and I think it's possible that Lori was jealous of Melanie's marriage and or maybe of her financially successful husband, Brandon. Why would Lori set out to harm Melanie's marriage? Melanie, by all accounts, looked up to her Aunt Lori and maybe even sought a mother figure in Lori since her own mom, Stacy, had died when she was just nine. By the way, Lori, when trying to convince Zulema Pastinas to move from Arizona to Rexburg, Idaho, told her not to worry about money because Melanie Boudreaux, now Melanie Pulowski, has enough money from her settlement from Brandon to take care of all of us. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Did you learn anything new here? If so, smash that like button, subscribe, leave me a comment, consider a membership, and I'll see you next time.